0: Good morning, I'm Chris Oaks, and coming up today as the U.S. military concludes its drawdown from America's longest-lasting conflict, Representative Bob Latta shares his thoughts on the messy exit from Afghanistan. Also this morning, to your health, roughly one in four of the 34 million-plus Americans living with diabetes experience painful nerve damage due to the disease. Now, a new non-drug treatment promises help in managing the condition. Summer may be almost over, but you can still get and keep that just back from vacation glow that everyone loves, we'll tell you how. And autumn is coming. It's a great time to escape to the beauty of nature with September programs and activities from the Hancock Park District. This is the Good Mornings Podcast Edition for Tuesday, August 31st, 2021. If you need a reason to celebrate, today it is Eat Outside Day today, which today should be a good day for that. Not quite as hot, a little less humid. It's going to be a beautiful day for a picnic. Also, it is National Trail Mix Day, so you can have some trail mix while you're eating outside. It is <laughs> Love Litigating Lawyers Day. All right, if you say so, Matchmaker Day today, and it is We Love Memoirs Day today. So I don't know... If- there's got to be a story behind that, right? Memoirs Day, we love Memoirs Day, but so this story is crazy. Of course, over the weekend, everybody uh, paying attention to Hurricane Ida as it came uh, ashore in the Gulf Coast along Louisiana um, and uh, Mississippi and that uh, that area. The incredible power of this hurricane; it was Category Four, just. A few miles an hour short, the winds were just a few miles an hour short of it being a Category 5, the strongest category of hurricanes. So this is a very, very powerful hurricane. So powerful, in fact, that the storm reversed the course of the Mississippi River. Did you see this? Reversed course of the Mississippi River. Temporarily, the mighty Mississippi was flowing from south to north on Sunday afternoon as... Hurricane Ida made landfall. Uh, Data from the U.S. Geological Survey shows that a river gauge at Bell Chase, just southeast of New Orleans, recorded the stunning about face of the Mississippi River. So they actually have the data that actually reversed the course of the Mississippi River. Now, that is a powerful storm there. Uh, Thank goodness, uh, at least so far, there have only been a handful of deaths. It's um, pretty, actually pretty amazing that uh, more people haven't been killed uh, in this storm. But they say they still, the death death toll, the fatality count could go up, both as they have the chance to get into areas that were hardest hit, and no doubt they will find people who did not heed the warnings to evacuate, and tried to ride the storm out, possibly unsuccessfully, so there will be those individuals and then those in the aftermath uh, who will you know come into contact with a power line or you know some sort of um, flooding issue will cause problems. So it's not done yet, it's far from done. And the storm now. You're going to be heading up toward the Tennessee Valley, the Ohio Valley, places that they don't need more rain. They've already had an awful lot of flooding in Tennessee and so on. So still paying attention to that storm, but reversed the course of the Mississippi River. That's amazing stuff. This is the uh, one of the big stories this morning. You might have heard about this. China is (laughs) coming between kids and their video games. Um and I'm not sure that any government, even China's, uh, can really do that. I mean, if you have a kid that's addicted to video games, you know how difficult it can be to give the, get them to give, the, uh, give this up. But China is trying. According to the Chinese government, they are restricting children to playing video games only three hours per week. Uh, It is part of a tech industry crackdown, a notice from China's National Press and Publication Administration says that starting tomorrow, beginning September 1st, minors, those under the age of 18, can only play online games between 8 p.m. and 9 p.m. on Fridays, Saturdays and Sundays and other public holidays. Now, there was already a limit in place that was set a couple of years ago That was a little more generous, but now they are cracking down even further. Um, China's tech sector crackdown comes amid concerns that these companies may have an outsized influence on society. (laughs) Well, I think we all share that concern. However, this may be a bit extreme, and apparently they're going to fine companies that do not verify the legitimate identity of game players. Because you would think the easiest way to circumvent this rule is to make up a bogus online profile, as many kids do anyway. But apparently, they're going to hold tech companies liable if they don't verify somehow the identity and the age of users of the various gaming platforms. So stay tuned. (laughs) And see some people saying, you know, I don't like the Chinese government, but they may be on to something here. That's they may be on to something on this one. Oh, uh, anyway, kind of an interesting story there. Apparently it is harder to guess how many Americans going to be traveling over the Labor Day weekend. The American Automobile Association, AAA, has not created a formal travel forecast because they say That Labor Day has become so unpredictable. Of course, last year, it was really crazy with the pandemic. But this year, um, even even now, uh, apparently, you know, how summertime travel started like gangbusters. But the number of Americans traveling has fallen dramatically. Over the past several weeks, apparently they say people are spooked by the Delta variant, the COVID-19 virus. Domestic online flight bookings fell 13% in July from June and uh, down 16% from the 2019 numbers. So you go back and and skip over last year's pandemic year and go back to where we were in 2019 uh, because early on in the summer, the story was how people were flying and traveling in numbers as great as they were before all of this started. Well, that has now slowed way down, according to Adobe's Digital Economy Index. For the first three weeks of August, the numbers were really dramatic, down 33% from the same period in 2019. 30 to, off one-third and for the Labor Day weekend, flight bookings are down 16% compared to 2019. A recent survey of travelers by the market research company Longwoods International found that almost two-thirds say they are changing their trip plans because of the coronavirus, and that is up from 43% just two months ago. So, the bottom line is, I mean, that I guess the data backs it up that it's the delta variant my initial thought was that uh, travel for labor day was down simply because people had already gone on vacation you know what i mean they they were so eager to go they went earlier in the summer and they've been there done that um and so you had this natural slowdown after the huge spike in travel early in the in the summer just because so many people had already taken their summer vacation they're not gonna vacation over and over and over again all summer long i just don't think people have the money to do that but so i'm sure that there's some of that is is playing into it maybe the again in this poll a lot of people say it's because of the delta variant but i wonder how many of those people really would have been traveling anyway because Like I said, we've been there, done that. Nonetheless, AAA, back to where I started on this, AAA says they are not forecasting this year uh, for Labor Day uh, because it has become so unpredictable. They say travelers who want to plan a road trip would benefit from planning their driving schedules like a standard three-day weekend. That means assuming Thursday and Friday afternoons Um, Thursday and Friday afternoon will probably be the busiest busiest times on the road between three and six in the afternoon, which is, again, when many people will be leaving work and heading out uh, for whatever plans they have. They also warn that returning home on Tuesday could mean heavy traffic as well. AAA also suggests Labor Day travelers research the location they're driving to in order to learn the impact of the coronavirus and that it is having on their desired destination and to check the weather forecast, of course, before leaving, especially if their original plans involved visiting an area where a recent hurricane has uh, gone through. So there is that. That's always a good idea. Always check and make sure that you are, are not going someplace where there's massive hurricane damage and a couple of other, uh, the most interesting and buzzworthy stories to get your Tuesday morning started. A recent study says that the top city in the U S for pumpkin spice latte fans is, are you ready for this? Minneapolis, Minnesota research by roasty coffee says September is when most searches for pumpkin spice lattes happen. And Minneapolis is the number one city for pumpkin spice latte. Maybe surprisingly, the city that came in second on the list of those places that love their pumpkin spice, Miami. Miami, of all places. Now that I would not have guessed. Minneapolis, I might have Guess Minneapolis. Well, I wouldn't have guessed Minneapolis, but I'm not necessarily shocked when I uh, hear that on the list. But Miami, Atlanta, and Seattle came in third and fourth in this poll. Top cities for pumpkin spice everything. But it seems that everybody loves their pumpkin spice. Uh, Every year, this stuff appears. And this survey, non-scientific poll from the Honey Baked Ham Company, (laughs) finds out, finds that uh, 26% of Americans uh, would shave their head just to experience the fall flavors like pumpkin spice all year round. I have only one question to that. Are you people crazy? Are you people nuts? Apparently so. Uh, 61% in this poll say pumpkin spice is an essential part of the fall. And that's right up there with the changing color of the leaves, uh, sweater weather, the the cooler temperatures, and all of the seasonal smells and the sensory experiences of fall. Pumpkin spice, they say, is an essential part of the fall. Um. And uh, let's see here, 43% say that they wish that they could have pumpkin spice everything year round so i know my wife is uh, one of those uh, pumpkin spice people when these things come out she's all giddy uh, about it i me personally i can take it or leave it but i know a lot of people are uh, you know really go overboard for their pumpkin spice everything there you go some of the most interesting and buzzworthy stories to get your tuesday morning started <laughs>
1: WFIN News. I'm John Marshall. The WTOL 11 first alert weather. Mostly sunny today with a high near 82. Ohio Lieutenant Governor John Houston visited Findlay on Monday to speak with the Noon Rotary Club. His remarks highlighted the improvements Ohio has made in drawing business into the state. Houston noted that the state has added nearly $600 million in new payroll as jobs have come to the state with businesses as diverse as Google, BarkBox, Bitwise, Morgan Stanley, and Peloton. Overall, he said, the state has drawn more than 8,000 new jobs spread among 27 different companies. Wyandotte County Public Health released its latest COVID case data on Monday. There are 84 cases in that county. Of those, 26 patients have been vaccinated. 58 have not. Total active cases are up 16 from a week ago. There are currently two Wyandotte County residents hospitalized with the virus. The agency continues to offer the Moderna version of the COVID-19 vaccination each Friday from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. at its office on South Sandusky Avenue in Upper Sandusky. In a related story, Nationwide Children's Hospital in Columbus reports that the number of kids in the hospital with COVID-19 have doubled since last week. ONN's Tracy Townsend reports. Right now, 20 children are in the hospital with the virus. Five of those kids are in the ICU. Two of them are on ventilators. It does happen that children who are generally healthy do get COVID and can get sick and end up in our intensive care unit. It is an opportune time, in my opinion, to put a temporary mandatory masking uh, guideline in place for all ages, including teachers within schools. And doctors also mentioned they are testing more children for COVID than they ever have. I'm Tracy Townsend. The Hancock County Fair opens with a free ribbon cutting and king and queen crowning ceremony at the Old Mill Stream Center on the Hancock County Fairgrounds tonight at 7. More news online anytime at WFIN.com. In for Matt Demchek, I'm John Marshall. You wake up, let us do the rest. Good mornings with Chris Oaks on 1330 WFIN and 95.5 FM.
0: So earlier this week, Congressman Bob Latta joined in a House resolution to call on the President, called on the President to commit to maintain the evacuation of americans and allies from afghanistan for as long as necessary obviously that did not happen and the u.s military has completed its drawdown from america's longest lasting conflict but is it really over given our messy exit and what happens now for those we weren't able to evacuate representative bob latta joins us uh, this morning on the line and uh, congressman um it it couldn't have been a a huge surprise that the uh, president did not extend the deadline but based on what you know and what you have seen and heard where are we now and is this truly over
2: well if you listen to other world leaders around the country you don't listen to this president or his advisors uh this isn't over and even some of uh, have you know in the military have even uh, intimated that. When you look what the president did on not even telling our NATO and our other allies around the world that he was going to pull this, I think it just is you know you just have to. It's almost like mind boggling to begin with. But the second thing is is that I've heard some statements made by world leaders about a decision made by an American president I've never heard before. I mean, look at Tony Blair, who was the former Prime Minister of Great Britain, and he was a Labor minister, but uh, he also uh, was the one that uh, was with uh, George W. Bush to make sure that uh, we went into Afghanistan twenty years to wipe out the the Taliban and Al Qaeda. Mm -hmm. But he said, he said, you know, just to have a political slogan about forever wars was imbecilic. And, you know, to say that, and people ought to know what imbecilic means. And it's, it, it, it's really referring to someone who is uh, it's a mentally deficient person uh, with a, with a uh, uh, mental capacity of someone between three and seven. And to say that, I couldn't believe it. And then when you hear that Boris Johnson, the current prime minister of England, couldn't get a hold of the president for 36 hours. It, it, I mean, the whole thing was a disaster, but it, what he's, what the president's done, he's made the world less safe, not more safe. And, you know, people just have to remember, we, uh, World War II ended in 1945. We still have troops in Europe. We still have troops in Japan. And, you know, after Korea, the Korean War, we still have troops in the South Korea. And the 2,500 troops that we had right now, or we we had in Afghanistan, fortunately, we had not had a combat death in a year and a half. And, And the president said the buck stopped with him, and he takes full responsibility. He took all the contingencies. He figured it all out, and we lost 13 American lives last week. So there, I think that it's, everything he's done has been a disaster.
0: There is no question that the Biden administration has exponentially made the situation worse by its actions over the pa- course of the past uh, couple of weeks. And it's inaction uh, for months before that in terms of, of planning and ramping up for this drawdown but it is also true that the that this president inherited a bad deal that was negotiated with the Taliban from president trump i mean this was ostensibly the uh the group one of the groups that we went to afghanistan to as you said eliminate and here the previous president negotiated an exit deal with those uh, very same individuals so uh the point has been made and i think accurately so that uh president biden isn't the only uh american leader that has a hand in the mess that we are seeing unfold uh this month
2: well, I think it's important on a couple of points. First of all, uh, President Biden has a- almost overturned every decision that President Trump had been involved with. I mean, starting with the Keystone XL to make us more energy independent in North America. And you can go right down the line. He's eliminated and changed everything. And he did, he did not have to stick to anything that the President Trump, but to go back to President Trump, that there were a lot of uh, uh, conditions that were imposed on that. And pretty much, you know, President Trump said, if one, um, you know, you do anything to an attack an American, we're going to come down on you. And they did. And so, you know, this president uh, pretty much on his own, though, without making any consideration as to what an immediate withdrawal would mean, was a disaster. And it's one of the things that's important to point out. You don't pull your military out before you get your people out. And he had it backwards. He pulled the military out, and then he said, well, we've got to get the rest of these people. For the first time, we have to think about this, that we've left Americans behind. And he also gave, you know, they were giving the State Department, giving the addresses and the names of Americans and other people that helped us to the Taliban. And so, I, you know, he, this, this president has made it less secure. And, you know, when you just look what he left behind, that, uh, you know, things that should have been looked at. That uh, we're, You know, when you think about that, we left behind 600,000 small arms when we look behind, you know, all of the like 14,000 uh, night visions. And you think about that oh. this president has made the southern border so unsecure that we, we've got a real threat now coming across our southern border. And, it, and the president said the buck stops with him, and it sure does. Yeah,
0: they, there is. Uh, you make a, a good point that we've left behind a lot of uh, uh, military uh, stuff uh, in Afghanistan, although. Point should be made. And I've uh, spoken with uh, uh, individuals with military experience in this type of uh, type of thing. They say that a lot of the the stuff that is left behind is disabled uh, before they uh, they leave it behind. So some of what you are seeing with the Taliban and the uh, uh, vehicles and, and so on and the helicopters. Uh, are basically photo ops, which doesn't look good, but those uh, are not necessarily all functioning uh, military equipment. So uh, that sh- uh, point well, should it, be made.
2: Well, I tell you, let me, let me just run, just if you give me a, a second here to run through some of these numbers, and they couldn't have disabled all this 22,000 22, Humvees. A fair 634 point. M117s. And, uh, you know, uh 42,000 trucks and SUVs and you know when you go down the list, uh and then again 176 uh field artillery pieces 4C130 transport planes 28 uh, Cessna 208s and then also with the uh, the Super Tucano which is a uh, small attack aircraft that they left 23 of those behind and you look at the, all the helicopters uh 33 uh um, Blackhawks and 33 of the uh, Soviet-made aircraft. And and people have got to remember one thing. Who was was, uh, the Taliban meeting with just before this all occurred? China. And and so China would be very willing to go in there and fix everything that they've got. A fair point. So it's. It, it it's, it's, it's scary what's going to be facing the United States now.
0: So what happens uh, at, at this point? I mean, uh, you know, the situation is what it is at, at this point. I mean, as you point out, we are a long way from the V-Day celebrations post-World War II or even the uh, victory of uh, Operation Desert Storm. This is certainly uh, not that. What kind of accountability will there be for those who left us in this uh, situation? And, and what do we do now with the Americans that are still in Afghanistan and the remaining Afghan allies who weren't able to get out?
2: Well, first and foremost, we've got to thank our, our, our American military. Uh, you know, for 20 years, they kept this country safe. They did their job. They went in there. We have not had an attack. By them on the United States. Well, remember, this all came about because of 9/11, and so they, our military did their job and they did it well. And then at the very end, when the president bungled this whole uh, uh, withdrawal, that uh, you know they did what they had to do. But the problem is now, you're absolutely right. What do what happens to these Americans? What happens to all of these uh, uh, folks who helped us for 20 years, the interpreters and everyone else? Because when the president says, oh, we, we, we've got intelligence, well, who in, their, who in their right mind would have the intelligence to want to help us anywhere in the world now thinking that the Americans will abandon us and leave us to our fate, to our enemies? So, you know, when you talk about accountability, this is, unfortunately, we're going to have to wait 16 months until Republicans can take back the House Representatives. We're five seats short right now. That, and hopefully the Senate can be taken back, and then because I do not think that you're going to see the oversight that we have to have uh, by Congress, because Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer do everything they possibly can to protect the President, and so they're not going to let anything go forward. So it's going to be us continuing the talk, making sure the American people know what happened, and but uh, you know we we've got to do our part. But uh, unfortunately, part of it is is that. Uh, You know, the the numbers are wrong in Congress that uh, you can't bring up you can't do an investigation because they control all the committees.
0: Real quickly, uh, what's your takeaway in in terms of the the lessons learned from all of this? Because uh, as we mentioned, uh, this uh, certainly, as we said, the Biden administration has made things exponentially worse by the way they exited. But there have been four presidents Uh, who have their fingerprints on what happened uh, uh, over the course of the past 20 years uh, in Afghanistan. President Bush... Uh, went in obviously uh, with a with a good solid mission i mean it was a mission that uh, americans uh, supported from the get-go to get osama bin laden and disable uh, the al-qaeda network but then kind of got distracted with respect to iraq and and there's a reason they say that old saying divide and conquer we kind of divided ourselves in the middle east with uh, dual uh, conflicts that we got involved in Uh, president obama after getting Uh, Osama bin Laden could have withdrawn at that point and decided to stay and help build up the Afghan government. And we mentioned uh, President Trump negotiated with the Taliban, which kind of undercut the government that we spent a decade building up. And then obviously what we have seen over the past month, there have been a lot of missteps over the course of the past 20 years that brought us to where we are today. What ultimately will be the lesson learned from all of this?
2: Well, well, first and foremost, you know our American military has, has their philosophy is this: we we fight them there instead of fighting them here. We do not want to have the enemy fight on our soil. So we, you know, we've got to be have our military force be able to do what they've got to do, and that's to be able to get around the world and to eliminate threat, in which they in which they do, and they've done such a tremendous job. Uh, at the same time, uh, you know you have to work with your allies, and uh, you know our allies, though, were behind what we were doing uh, with from NATO and everyone else. And I think I think the another lesson learned from this is don't go out and do what the President Biden did without telling anybody and saying and, we're, we're out of here like on you know a, a certain date. Yeah, yeah it, when you when you give a certain date like that, again, it it just put a crush on things, and we saw the disaster. Uh, You know, and this is why it's going to take probably another 16 months before we can actually get good hearings on this. For instance, why did they abandon Bagram uh, 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 airfield? That was the best field that we could have had from.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, It was fortified. And, I mean, all these things. Who who was in charge? And, and, you know, again, it looks like the president said he was in total charge of this mess. And so if he was the one calling the shots, he's the one who, again, who said he's ultimately responsible. Yeah. But it's, I think that what we have to look at is, number one, we have to protect our country. But uh, I think in, in this case, what we just saw in the last several weeks, we have to have a president who's willing to listen to people and not just say, like, as Tony Blair, the former prime minister, is imbecilic yeah. to just yeah. to go by wordsmithing and uh, do, do what he did. It was, a, it was a total disaster.
0: We'll make that the last word again, uh, Congressman Bob Latta. Thanks very much for taking the time this morning. We appreciate it.
2: Well, thanks very much.
0: Well, to your health this morning, just about everyone knows someone with diabetes, and roughly one in four of the thirty-four million plus people in the US with diabetes also experience painful diabetic neuropathy symptoms that can significantly worsen their quality of life. It can cause numbness, uh, tingling and burning pain in the limbs, can keep people from driving, walking or even getting a good night's sleep. Well, the good news is that uh, those with that condition now have a new non-drug solution That provides an alternative to conventional medical management and joining us this morning with the details are Dr. Erica Peterson neurosurgeon and professor at the University of Arkansas for medical sciences and Lee Cagle one of her patients uh, who has experienced the benefits of this treatment and first of all Dr. Peterson let me uh, start with you talk a little bit more about this specific condition as it relates to diabetes patients and then what this new treatment is. Uh, is.
3: Thank you so much. So, so, the painful diabetic neuropathy is a longer-term complication of diabetes. And what we see is that with high blood sugars, that tissues have chronic damage, and that can include damage to nerves. And so, with the nerve damage, you get numbness. Uh, in addition to that, you get all sorts of pain. That can be pins and needles. It can be pricking pain, burning pain, painful cold. Uh, sensitivity to touch where uh, where a light brushing is uh, extremely uh, difficult and uncomfortable. And what that means is people can't wear shoes. They can't walk on a bare uh, surface with bare feet. They can't even put sheets over their uh, feet to sleep at night. And uh, you can imagine trying to get around through your day like that. A lot of people try medications. Medicines have side effects, uh, in addition, they may not last long term. And of course, people with a chronic condition like diabetes may not want to take a lot of extra medicine. Right. And so part of what we were looking at was, could we do something without medications that might give you a solution?
0: And the solution is, or what you came up with, is something called HFX for PDN. So what is this? How does it work?
3: Yeah, so uh, the HF-Extra is a high-frequency spinal cord stimulator, and we know that these worked in the past for back and leg pain, and we had some suggestion they work for nerve damage pain in the feet. And so We said, well, we're going to do a clinical research study to prove that this works for diabetic painful neuropathy. And so uh, what, is, what this device is, it's like a little implanted pacemaker for pain. There is a battery pack under the skin. And the wires travel from that up underneath the bone and into the spinal column where they deliver impulses into the spinal nerve. And those impulses are designed to disrupt and interrupt those pain signals coming from the feet. So that the I'm damaged, I hurt, I'm damaged, I hurt message isn't constantly barraging the patient's brain anymore and gives them some peace and quiet in their own body.
0: Now, Lee, I want to bring you into the conversation because you have experienced this firsthand. So... uh, Talk about your experience before and after this therapy.
4: Uh, Yes. Uh, Before, I I went and saw a doctor, uh, a neurologist, for my neuropathy pain. And he put me on this machine and said, Hey, you got neuropathy. Continue glucose uh, level. Um, You should be fine. um, But you're going to live with pain the rest of your life. Um, He prescribed me some medicine, um, pain meds, And I was like... This isn't for I me. Mean, I wanted a, I wanted something a little more permanent, than just taking meds the rest of my life. I mean, I'm already taking enough being a diabetic as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started doing some internet research, and I found that the HFX for PDN had a trial study here at UAMS, and uh, I contacted them and was fortunate enough to be part of their uh, trial study here. And what? And uh, with that.
0: No, I was going to say, what it, what has been the result? I mean, how has this? Uh, changed your life
4: night and day um beforehand i was miserable um irritable i mean i had to build a tent over the foot of my bed just to try to get any kind of sleep from the covers touching my legs to not touching my legs with the tent um and now i mean i'm almost like a normal human being again and uh i'm able to go fishing i'm able to hike i'm able to do my work uh, My construction work i'm on my feet 10 12 hours a day mm. um, and now i'm able to come home and not just prop my feet up i'm able to Get home and do other tours around the house, mow the grass, and the pain is almost non-existent now.
0: So suffice to say that you would recommend others look into this as well.
4: Correct, yes. Any. I mean, if you've got um, PDM, I definitely suggest talking to your physician about this and and uh, looking into it. Because, I mean, it's the best thing that's happened to me.
0: Now, Dr. Peterson, are there certain patients that, that have uh, PDM that are more, uh, that are better candidates for this than others? I, I'm wondering uh, is uh, there uh, an, an age limitation or any other restriction as far as condition when it comes to this type of treatment?
3: Uh, yeah, so there's very few restrictions, on, uh, certainly not on age. Um, the, the FDA just has approved the device for adults over the age of 18, and so uh, so it's not for kids. Although thankfully we don't have a lot of kids with yeah, PDN, right? Um, but not an upper ed- age limit on things, and then uh, and then you know really depends on overall health. You need. In order to put the device in permanently, it's a small surgery that's done as a day procedure, typically in like a surgery center. And so people who have medical conditions that might take them high risk for surgery, taking blood thinners or having lung conditions, may they may not be good candidates. But the majority of people who have PDN who want to be active, um, who have tried medication and it's not working over at least 12 months um, from the first signs of PDN, those are the kinds of people who should be talking about this, Yeah, and, uh, and they can have that conversation individually with the doctors on their team about whether or not it's the right next
0: step for them. And again, uh, just to underscore, this is a fully FDA-approved uh, treatment uh, because I can hear some people say, oh, that sounds interesting, but my insurance company is not going to cover something that is experimental.
3: Correct. It's uh, FDA-approved since the end of July, uh, just for the HFX for PDN. There are other spinal cord stimulators that are manufactured. Those are not FDA-approved because no, they work in a different fashion. And uh, and we're seeing more and more insurance companies uh, opening up coverage for the, uh, the HFX for PDN to be implanted for patients with PDN now. That uh, And that's, I expect to continue over the next
5: several months.
0: Again, Dr. Erica Peterson, neurosurgeon, professor at the University of Arkansas for Medical Sciences, and uh, Lee Cagle, one of her diabetes patients who has experienced the benefits of this uh, therapy. Where do we get more information?
4: To get more information, you'll want to go to uh, hfx4pbn.com.
0: Thank you both for taking the time this morning. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Well, ask any esthetician or makeup artist what their most requested look is, and they will all agree it's that glow that you have when you are just back from vacation. And so joining us this morning is esthetician and beauty and lifestyle expert Elena Duque with five tips. It says here to get that look no matter your skin type. Elena, what is the first step here?
5: Hi, thanks so much for having me on today. I'm excited to share these steps. And the first one is finding a great moisturizer. And once you find that great moisturizer, it's all in how you apply it. Applying it to damp skin is key. Imagine a kitchen sponge that's dry and putting soap on it. It's just going to lie there on top. But if you have a wet sponge and you put soap on, it's going to absorb. So think of your skin as a wet sponge. You want that product to get absorbed better and lock in the moisture. Um, Also, massaging that product in helps the blood flow and gives you that dewy look. And don't forget your neck and your chest.
0: So what should that skincare routine look like?
5: Right. So that's just the first step. And the second step is making sure you cleanse every single night, even if you don't wear makeup. You want to remove the dirt and the free radicals and the pollution from the air that we breathe every day. Mm-hmm. You want to get it off at night so that you can have a clear dewy complexion. And speaking of nighttime, getting your beauty sleep. That's another tip. Make sure you sleep and have a rested sleep. That's not broken. And you get enough hours, seven to eight hours in every night, because if you don't, your skin will look dull and it will look lackluster.
0: And that's one of the reasons why we get that look when we're on vacation, because we uh, don't have to worry about setting the alarm. We get all of that sleep, so we need to redouble our efforts to do that uh, during the regular day as well. What else have you got?
5: Absolutely. I agree with you on that. And so products that you can use, anyone can use these. They're great for all skin types. Uh, In terms of a great moisturizer, right now I'm loving Olay's new Collagen Peptide 24 Moisturizer. It's formulated with small molecules that penetrate the skin surface, and it's been shown to boost natural collagen production, which in turn gives you visibly firmer skin. I also love that it includes dermatologist-recommended ingredients like vitamin B3 and glycerin. Uh, and as far as cleansing at night, so I like to use either a washcloth or a silicone facial cleansing brush because that really helps. Break down the dirt better than fingers alone would. And I have a fun little tip for sleeping well. So use a silk pillowcase. It's luxurious. It's a nice little guilty pleasure. Mm -hmm. It does help you feel more, more well rested, but it also has benefits. It hydrates your skin and your hair.
0: And, of course, when we're staying at those luxurious resorts when we're on vacation, that's what we're sleeping on. So, again, it makes sense (laughs) that uh, these would be things that will help you get that just back from vacation glow. Uh, Any other tips or anything else that we need to add to this?
5: Absolutely. Uh, Wearing your SPF every single day, rain or shine is key. The sun's UV rays are harmful. They cause wrinkles. They cause dark spots, among other things. So wear it every day because it doesn't matter if it's cloudy. Those rays are coming through and they are damaging your skin. So that is something I will keep preaching. And I hope everyone gets on board and wears that uh, STF.
0: Absolutely. Uh, So there we have some easy steps, easy tips to get that uh, terrific glow. Like we've just come back from a tropical vacation. No matter your skin type, where do we get more information?
5: You can head over to ole.com, or you can check out your local retailer.
0: All right. Uh, Aesthetician and beauty and lifestyle expert, Elena Duque, with us this morning. Elena, thanks very much for the info. We appreciate it.
5: Thank you for having me on.
1: We interrupt this program to bring you a broken news alert. Today's update on the
0: odd and unusual side of the news is brought to you as a public service, more or less, of Hancock County Veterans Services. The broken news really is a, a highlight of the uh, odd news. The uh, truth is stranger than fiction type stories uh, in the news. And this is a perfect example of that. A man by the name of Alan Tatman, age 46, was arrested on Wednesday for allegedly stealing merchandise worth more than $500 from a Target store in Lexington, Kentucky. So Mr. Tatman was Robin. Ha 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 bum. What makes this ironic is that he was actually wearing a Batman shirt when he did it. And by the way, he is also on probation for a prior felony conviction, so <laughs> Mr. Tatman was Robin. <clears throat> Moving on. Um But it's a true story, I can't kid you, kid you not. Man in Georgia apparently called the Monroe County Sheriff's Department recently after he found a set of butt cheek prints on the truck of one of uh, on on the. uh, What is this on the uh, trunk of one of his vehicles? He found a set of butt cheek prints on the trunk of one of his vehicles. He explained to the response. He called police. He explained to the responding officer that he and his wife had been having issues and that he had been living in the guest house. When he arrived home and saw the butt prints, the incriminating butt prints, he thinks there's some hanky panky going on. (laughs) He also uh, said that there were uh, several things missing, several items missing of his uh, property from the guest house. A door was unlocked and that someone had been accessing his computers and phones remotely. So far, nothing has come of the investigation. A set of butt cheek prints uh, on the trunk of my vehicle. I think my wife's been fooling around. <laughs> From the international file of the uh, broken news this morning uh, Ireland has a very creepy problem. The country is currently being invaded, I kid you not, by a swarm of fist sized spiders. Experts say the giant spiders are on the prowl for a mate. And the male house spider can grow to a leg span of nearly four inches during the mating season, which is August through September. Residents are being warned to check their sheds, gardens, and warm spots in the corners of their homes for these spiders. Hard to miss. They're the size of a human fist. Those are some big spiders. Experts say they are not dangerous, but they can bite and they can move very quickly. In a related story, uh, people are trying to get out of Ireland now faster than they were trying to get out of Afghanistan. I think that's that's scary. Uh, let's see. City in Mexico uh, has approved a law, uh, a change in the law, about uh, public displays of affection. Only this goes far beyond just affection. They, they have now, in Guadalajara, They have now rescinded a law uh, prohibiting uh, sexual intercourse and exhibitionism in public. It is now perfectly legal in Guadalajara, Mexico, to get busy with it and show off your stuff, provided that no one complains about it. (laughs) As long as there are no complaints, all's good. The move is intended to prevent police in the city of about a million and a half people from extorting couples uh, who are caught in compromising positions in public. Apparently, this was a big problem. Police were uh, extorting money from these people, so they just eliminated the law and thus eliminated the incentive for police to extort people who were caught. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> I'm not sure. I understand that that is a problem. Uh, police extorting people uh, who who are caught breaking the law. But I'm not sure that rescinding the law is necessarily the best solution there. I think you might be able to come up with a better idea how to uh, deal with that. But uh, anyway, we'll see. Guadalajara, Mexico. <laughs> I I would imagine some people are trying to escape Guadalajara just as fast as they are Ireland right now. And finally, in the broken news with the Labor Day uh, travel holiday coming up, uh, the TSA is reminding air travelers what they need to do when transporting perishable items after a pile of raw chicken turned up on an airport luggage carousel. (laughs) There's actually video of this. Uh, the recommendation is to put stuff like raw chicken in a sealed container with dry ice. A video that the TSA posted on Instagram shows what appears to be a big block of raw chicken pieces ri- riding a baggage carousel at the Seattle Tacoma International Airport. <laughs> the uh, agency believes the cubed shape. Of the chicken is an indication that the bird parts had been in a container at some point, but somehow got free before hitting the carousel. <laughs> I don't even want to know how that happened. I Something funny is going on at, the, at, uh, at SeaTac. There you go. Uh, that is today's broken news report. This update on the odd and unusual side of the news brought to you as a public service, more or less, of Hancock County Veteran Services, we now return you to your regularly scheduled programming.
1: I'm Paul Keels, and WFIN is your home of the Buckeyes. Master Teague barrels into the end zone for the touchdown. Master Teague is second scoring run of the day on a two-yard plunge to the goal line, and it's 20-7 Ohio State. This is the Voice of the Buckeyes, Paul Keels. Ohio State opens the season Thursday at Minnesota. We'll be on the air with the AEP Energy Buckeye Pregame Show beginning at 6:30 p.m. The Home of the Buckeye. WFIN and 95.5 FM.
0: Time now for your daily download, the numbers behind the news and the statistics that shape our lives. We talked a lot uh, during the course of the pandemic how important it is uh, to have a little time for self-care with all of the anxiety and the stress and and all of that. But it appears many Americans are not taking that to heart. A new survey, one poll survey, finds that nearly one third of Americans say they have not had a day to relax alone in more than three months. Two thousand people in this survey asked about how they practice self care. Uh, answers included listening to music, fifty four percent. So that's a, a good way of kind of getting a little me time and a little escape. Taking bubble baths, forty eight percent. Napping at the end of the long uh, at the end of a long day, thirty seven percent. Say a good nap is a great way. For a little self-care, 85% said that an important part of self-care is prioritizing your mental health during the week. Along those lines, 76% said that they think every employer should offer mental health days, and the average person had taken three such days off from their job within the past year. That actually leads us to what we are talking about this morning. Uh, Michelle Rumschlag is here from the Hancock Park District with Autumn Coming. It is a great time to escape to the beauty of nature. That's a great way to to sort of escape, get a little me time.
6: It it is. And when you walk outside, I mean, even in your backyard, if you just walk, I don't know what it is. If it's just all the fresh air Mm -hmm. getting in your brain or you just hear some of nature's sound. It's just something about... Yeah. So, you know, you don't even necessarily need to come to the park, so we'd love to have you come out and walk, but sometimes it's just getting outside your Mm -hmm. office building and walking somewhere just to taken nature I yeah don't know, it just de-stresses and especially right away
0: and especially this time of the year is perfect oh, we we're talking yeah. you know we uh, posted on our facebook page our question of the day what yeah. is it about autumn that you most look forward to and it's a and it was really surprising when you think about it a lot of the responses have to do with this uh, self-care sort of you know the the cooler weather uh fall hikes somebody mentioned fall hikes is a great way to right
6: it's just and say. that's my favorite season i mean yeah. i'm always going on about other you know and and it's I don't know what it is. It's it is. It's, it's the cooler. It's the the the, the leaves changing. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's also the clouds, which is kind of weird. So I don't like just the okay. overcast day. But when you get some of the okay. dark blues and the grays and the blacks, it's yeah. not gonna storm. But you'll see it, and I'm yeah. just like, to me, well, we you, you might you might have the sun a little bit or not. It's not yeah. totally overcast. That is like.
0: Like and some of that, day. like yesterday, day before yesterday, we had to, dark we, clouds that it never had, really rained. Right. Yeah. We've had some of those throughout yeah. the
6: summer. I'm like, oh, it looks like fallout. Yeah. And of course, football. I love football. So it's just like everything. <laughs> there is that. There It's just, there it's is like that. all those things that are there. So yeah, we are, you know, get out into the parks, but we have our Hike It program returning. This is the mm-hmm. seventh year we're doing it. Um, And so those that might be unfamiliar, it's a program that we um. Stole from other places. Other places do it. So it's relatively <laughs> Creatively like,
0: adapted. There's
6: only so many things you can do in nature. We just yeah. put our spin on yes, it. So Exactly. Um, so it's. What I do is go out into the parks. Or other village parks or areas in the county. Mm-hmm. And we find different trails. And put them together for you. And then we want you to go hike. So you do it on your own time. Um, you have. It starts tomorrow. So information will be on the website. Or okay. you can come to the office. All right. And you just sign up. There's no cost. And we give you a packet of maps and a chart and you have to do eight out of, I think there's 11 again this year. Okay. Um, You have until the end of November. So again, it's that fall season. So if you're like, it's beautiful this week, but I'm sure we'll have a little warmer weather coming in. But if you want to wait and do everything in November when it's cold, you just walk on your own time. Mark and it that's, down. And
0: that's perfect for one of those afternoons where you have a couple of hours and you think, what, you know, want to do something, get out of the house. What do you right. do? And go uh, and you take go a hike.
6: hike. And and it varies. I think, I don't know, I think our smallest path or shortest is like just under a half a mile. And then I've got some that are like over a mile. So some people do all of them. I mean it's on your own, you know, I'm not going to be there with a stamp to go hike today. <laughs> can you prove it kind of That's thing. Good stuff. And then you can bring them in. Um again if it's your first year, you can come in and get we have a complimentary hiking stick that you can get and then at the end of the season, you haven't through, through November, but if you get hiking done early, um you can get a medallion. So cool. we have these cool medallions. We have a new look this year. Um we work with Jim's Trophies on that. And so don't don't hike all tomorrow or this. I don't have them ordered just yet. <laughs> <laughs> but this year we're changing up because Dude. last year, because of COVID, we, we still had it. But you needed a call to say, I, you know, yeah. can I come in and get one? We want you to reserve one. So we're still going to have them. But okay. if- if you just call in, we might have them there. We might have to order. That's just so I'm not stuck with 50.
0: Yeah. So that's uh, so that's on the uh, website. More information about that will be on that the uh, website That will start tomorrow, tomorrow. right. Yeah.
6: So September 1st, it runs through November. And so cool all the stuff. information will be there. So yeah, we send you in the parks. Um, I always use one of the Fostoria Reservoirs.
0: Okay. Um, so
6: it takes you to some different places. It, it kind of gets New you. New
0: places to discover too. Right. So Everyone has cool. that
6: favorite park. So let's check out something else.
0: Sure. What else is going on in the month of September? Last weekend, this weekend for the uh, Zonta Landing Rentals. Yes,
6: so we are going to be open Saturday, Sunday, Mondays um, through Labor Day. It's one until seven. Of course, the last rental is at six thirty. Five dollars for half an hour, or you can do the special float trip option for two, two and a half hours. It'll be ten or twenty dollars depending on your boat. Um, cash or check. We we can't we can't do credit cards. Right. So yeah, I mean, there's a lot going on this weekend. We've got the fair. People getting ready for school. Well, some are in school, but like for me, we're getting ready for school, football, cross country. <laughs> if you need a break, if you need a nature escape, there you go. Come on down, get in a single kayak, enjoy the Blanchard River.
0: Any, and, yeah. Anything else going on in the uh, month of uh, September, uh, program wise, activity wise?
6: Well, we've got, um, we're kind of finishing up with our archery this fall. Okay. And so we're going to do that through October. Again, all programs are on our website through November. So if you want to check everything out there, um, but coming up next on Friday, September 10th, we have an adult workshop. And so that'll take place out at Oakwood Nature Preserve. It's in the Dold Lake area, 630 to 730. Again, $10 to sign up. Um, and you just need to sign up by that afternoon, by 430. Okay. So this is all instruction. Our staff are trained. And so if it's been a while since you've shot a bow or you've already been out this summer and want to come back again, um, again, that'll be Friday, um, September 10th at 630 okay. at Oakwood's woods nature preserve
0: all righty anything else to uh highlight on the september schedule of events
6: um so we've got our story times happening um so on s- monday september 13th is our wee ones and so just to remind you we are going back to our non-register just show up 10 o'clock one o'clock i'm so happy about this <laughs> <laughs> you know if it's so again 10 o'clock one o'clock um it's our wee ones so this is designed for three and under and it's nature whodunit so a little mystery there of okay. looking at different nature signs and what's happening again 10 o'clock one o'clock that's at Oakwoods nature preserve at the discovery center so again just a reminder because we've had you sign up really for a year once You're we right. went back to yeah. doing programs we kept it through the summer even though we didn't have to um no limit on people yeah Everybody come on out. We'd, we'd love to see you. So, again, back to 10 and 1. Don't need Very good,
0: Very good. Uh, more information about uh, these programs. Lots of other things going on yeah. uh, in the month of September on the uh, website and on the Facebook page and all of that.
6: Right. So, HancockParks.com. Nope.
0: All right. Very good. Again, uh, Michelle Rumschlag, the Hancock Park District, with us this morning, talking September. Uh, escapes uh, at, at the parks uh, great uh, time to get out there and enjoy nature especially before too long You're going to start to see the colors uh, start to change and get into those cooler days perfect good stuff Michelle thanks very much for dropping by thanks for having me and that is our podcast for today thanks to all of our guests for joining us on the program this morning remember you can get more information about all of the topics that we talk about each day on the show at our web page you know where to find that good mornings Net. Coming up tomorrow, we will be on location for opening day of the Hancock County Fair. So good to have the fair back for 2021, and we'll be there until tomorrow morning. That is good mornings for this morning. Now that you've had a good morning, go on out and make it a good day. We'll catch you back here tomorrow.